Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. All right, guys, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. We have another quarantine chat tonight. And tonight we have a special guest who is my sister. You might remember her as the favorite child from our episode All About Me. Here she is. So her name is Danielle Billet. And she's joining us to give us some expertise on food stuff during this weird time. Because we all know that there's been a lot of weird difficulties around food like trying to store enough so we don't have to go to the store as often so that we can shelter at home and then also shortages which hopefully are getting better now but not everywhere and uh what to eat how to eat we're cooking a lot more i don't know about you guys but i've never cooked this much in my life literally so we're here to get some advice from her she is um she has a master's in dietetic administration and is a registered dietitian so she has all the information for us welcome thank you the reason we're having you on is because you wrote a couple of articles for ksl which is a utah online news source so why don't you tell us about those articles and what they were about okay yeah so the first article i wrote um was entitled store, not hoard, um, because as this pandemic started, people rushed to the store and they were just hoarding food. I think probably that anxiety, that's what gave me the idea to write the article. I wrote about how you can effectively store food that you will actually eat, because personally for me, like I'm going to go through 20 things of ketchup by the time it expires. But when things like this happen and we start getting stressed out as people, then we kind of have a tendency to all of a sudden start hoarding, you know, like our toilet paper and ketchup, because I don't know, for me, that was out of stock for a long time. And I'm like, what are people doing with all this ketchup? I don't know. Uh, lots of barbecues. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be lots of, in March. Yeah. I think all of us are struggling with this, like, what do I eat? How do I have like diversity in what I eat so that I'm not just eating the same thing every day? But then also, yeah, how do I shop for two weeks? Because I'm coming up to that point where I went to the store like a week and a half ago and I had to like throw out some of our produce today. So yeah, how do we kind of meal plan with this in mind? Yeah, so the first thing I... In any type of meal planning, I always like to suggest that people start by planning their dinners and then working through your other meals from there. So I like to start with dinner because it's usually your biggest meal and um, it's usually, at least for me, it's going to require the most amount of like ingredients and things. And so what I like to do is start by 
for right now, I would sit down and I plan out 14 days of dinner ideas. And I like when I'm planning out my meals, I like to think of different things, but I like them to use the same ingredients. That way you can avoid your bell peppers going rotten because you bought bell peppers, but you only needed them for one meal. And so I like to try and figure out ways to use the ingredients in multiple things and kind of use them in different ways too. So one example that I like to think I use a lot because it's easy is doing like a salad. So you can have a salad one night and you have like chicken with it. And then you have all the toppings, whatever you want, like avocados and tomatoes and bell peppers and whatever else you want to put in a salad and you have your lettuce. So that's one meal. But then later in the week you have like a taco. So then you still have, you have your lettuce that you use for the salad. You can have, if you put avocados in it or onions or bell peppers or tomatoes, those are all things that can be used as a topping in a taco. So it's a, They're two different meals, but they're using the same ingredients, which is going to help prevent you wasting food um, or it going bad because you didn't use it soon enough. So I like to try and think through through things like that. What, how can I use ingredients multiple times so that by the end of the two weeks, everything's used up and nothing went to waste, Um, which... I like because you're not wasting food and it's saving you money because you're not throwing away food into the trash because it went rotten. And another thing that I like to do too, when I'm planning meals, especially for two weeks, I like to throw in at some point, some kind of meal that involves roasting vegetables Um because you can roast vegetables that are kind of wilted, that are still good to eat, but like, you know, like your broccoli gets kind of soft and you don't want yeah. to just nibble on that because it's That's not satisfying. So okay. if you do something where you, you can roast it or put it in, cook it somehow, like put it in a stir fry, then you can use up those vegetables that are, they're not like moldy and gross, but they're not necessarily like fresh and you want to just eat them raw. You can cook them and then they can, you know, then you're not, again, you're not wasting the food, which I mean, is important just in general. We don't want to waste food, but it's it's nice knowing that you're not wasting your money too. (laughs) Danielle is the most frugal person you'll ever meet guys. (laughs) I'm getting that sense and it's awesome. Yeah. It's really helpful. (laughs) It's borderline unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> I, there there have been a few times when I'm like, Danielle, it's only $10. Just buy it. Because <laughs> no, she like, right? agonizes over every choice. But I think she is a very good example of like budget shopping and actually eating what she buys, which is awesome. Okay. So then going from there. So after you've kind of planned out your dinners and you've tried to think about ways to incorporate multiple ingredients in different meals. The next thing I like to think about is also how um, maybe some of those ingredients can be used as snacks. 
So like if your family likes to eat vegetables, then you can get, you know, your veggies and some ranch. And so you can cook them in your meals, but then you have them to eat too. Um, because sometimes we maybe don't think about the snacks and especially where we're all sitting at home, we're going to want a snack and your kids are going to want a snack during the day. So you got to kind of think about that too. So again, that's, that's going to help you save money because you're going to buy and then use those things in multiple ways. Um, so I kind of like to think about those and how I can snack on dinner and things like that. And then my next tip is um, when thinking about planning lunches, I would encourage to eat leftovers because they're yummy. I feel like that's all I've eaten for lunch during quarantine yeah, is leftovers too. from mm-hmm. dinner. So I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. Leftovers. Yeah. Leftovers are great. I mean, that's pretty common sense. And then the other thing, I just don't personally, lunch is like the bane of my existence to cook. So I keep it really simple. I like to have leftovers as an option whenever possible. And then I usually like to have two other options. Um, and they're usually really simple. So like my daughter loves quesadillas. Um, she calls them cheesers and she loves them. So I usually have, she can either have, uh, leftovers, a quesadilla or some kind of sandwich. So either a peanut butter and jelly or like a deli sandwich. And those are the options that I give her. So that way, when I go to the store, I am not buying a million different things for lunch. I just need peanut butter and jelly and bread and tortillas and cheese, and we're good to go. So I like to keep it simple, and then I like to offer, you know, I give her her options, and she can choose. Um, That's an important, just healthy concept for kids to have that they have a choice in their food helps them create a healthy relationship with food and then they're more likely to eat it if they picked it you know I like that Uh, yeah so um that's kind of I like to keep lunch really simple and that makes it easy on the shopping list too and on the budget just nice and simple so you can you can pick other things too. You know, maybe you don't have kids at home and you're like, mm, peanut butter and jelly, it's not doing it for me. But you I mean you can do a simple salad or you can even do, you get salad and you have like frozen corn that maybe you'll be using in a dinner that can go on it as a topping. There's lots of other, you know, you can have like a salad every day, but it's kind of different. Maybe one's more taco salad and a Caesar salad but they're still kind of using the same ingredients, making it really hard to shop for. That is my tip for planning lunch. And then I kind of talked about snacks and how kind of thinking about what you'll use for other meals and if your family will eat them as a snack. This maybe is not like the time to be like hard hitting like, I'm going to get broccoli because we're all going to learn to love broccoli. And then you're stuck Mm -hmm. with tons of broccoli in your house 
that nobody's eating and you can't go out and get new food because yeah, we're quarantined. Because you don't want to. In one of your articles, you made the good point that like when building up your food storage, you want to buy stuff that your family wants to eat because if children are in a weird, traumatic, different situation. They want to be comforted by familiar foods. You don't want to be, yeah, then shoving broccoli onto their plate and being like, eat this healthy food as we're all stressed and stuck in this house all together for three weeks. You know, I think that that's a smart thing to realize is that for, for all of us, food can be very comforting. And so, yeah, to not try and like obviously say, sure, we can start having healthier choices, but also have some of those comfort foods for them because they need that balance. Yes. Yeah. I definitely think that is very important um, for right now. And if you're in the future looking to kind of build up your food storage to incorporate comfort foods, um, because in, in my mind, if I'm solely living off of my food storage, there's something really stressful happening. Whether that's like a pandemic right now, or a natural disaster, or you know, a loss of income, those are all stressful situations. And I want to be able to provide some kind of comfort and like normality um, in those situations, which can be done with food. Um, so actually, like a lot of my food storage right now is stocked with comfort food that we all like um, because that's what we're going to want to eat when things are stressful and that's okay. We kind of get caught up in it's so bad to use food as a comfort and it can be if it, that's our only coping mechanism for, for stress or whatever then it can be a very unhealthy relationship, but it's okay to recognize, especially if you're doing it, if you're thinking about it, like, oh, I feel really stressed right now and I really want a piece of chocolate and you go and eat the chocolate and it makes you feel better for a minute and then you can still realize like, like okay, it didn't change my situation, but it brought me some comfort right now so that I can maybe kind of take a deep breath and think about another better coping mechanism or, you know, try and think through what's causing the problem. Um, so I think that's important, especially at a time like this, to be to be okay with the fact that maybe you are stress eating more and that's okay. Um, so this is a stressful time and it is a coping mechanism. And we don't want it to be your only coping mechanism, but it's a great one for right now and it's okay because food does bring us comfort and that's, that is okay to be in tune with your body and just alleviating. We're, we're all really stressed. This is all new. Um, nobody really has ever lived through a pandemic right now. And so we're all stressed. It's all new and it's okay to comfort yourself and you don't need to add the stress of eating or not eating certain foods at this time. There's, there's other times and other places to do that. But I think right now we just need to find ways to comfort ourselves and kind of be calm, help us be more calm, I guess. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like the spoons um, that we've talked about with depression before where 
we only have so many spoons. And so do we want to exert all of our energy on forcing ourselves to make really complicated, intense meals that elevate our stress level just because we should have really fancy food? Like, no, that's not worth using my spoons right now. And if I'm having a really hard day, it might be worth a spoon to make chocolate chip cookies because then it's going to smell good in my house. It's going to taste good and I'll have them for a few days or I can put them in the freezer to have when I want them. You know, I think that that might be a better use of a spoon sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but right now is not the time to be adding shame over your eating choices to everything else that you're experiencing right now. Like, it's just not, not a time. (laughs) You can practice that, like, intuitive eating and don't give in to, like, the scarcity mindset and the restriction mindset. We're already dealing with that with toilet paper, you know, being (laughs) scarcity. Things you can't control. Yeah. Yeah. So just, um, I don't know, give yourself a little grace in that area, I think. We're all doing a little bit more of the comfort baking, and I've made so many batches of cookies, and I feel great about it. It's getting yeah, me it's through. it's a joy. I have some scotcheroos this week, and it was wonderful. Oh, my goodness gracious. I love them. Yeah, no, I definitely, I think that is very important that you just... Take a step back. This this is not the time and the place to start a new diet or add any more stress to your life. For me, I have young kids and and they won't remember necessarily the details or what what was that that germ. My daughter calls them germs that's going around. She, she has told remember. me so many times that I can't come to her house because I have germs. It's so cute. <laughs> She's always like, You can't come because of germs. I'm like, okay, sorry, I won't come. (laughs) I mean, and I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, she's not going to remember that, but she's going to remember what our home felt like at this time. And I want it to be a place where she still felt comforted. And that means we make cookies. We made lemon poppy seed muffins the other day. And there Mm. was like 24 of them. And they were gone in less than 24 hours. (laughs) So And well and we feel great about it. I don't feel bad at all. I think I must be in like five or six. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. I'm not worried about it um, because I don't need to be. This isn't the time or the place. Okay. So when planning breakfast, again, that's one I like to keep simple too. Even if you want to make breakfast every morning, you can make breakfast with pretty simple ingredients. You usually just need like egg, flour, and milk. And you can make pancakes, waffles, crepes. So if you want to be a little bit more adventurous and fun for breakfast, then that's really, that's still simple and easy. I really am just kind of a cold cereal kind of a person because it's yeah. easy and nobody wants to wake up in the morning. Not um, me. If you want to start making breakfast every morning, like awesome, go for it. But if you don't, worries just stock up on your cereal and your milk for the two weeks and eat that um yeah and then another thing um i was about snacks um that i kind of forgot to mention 
was when you buy like package snacks because those can be really expensive. The price can add up really fast, especially if you are like, if that's all you're eating, like you're eating, that's all you're eating or your kids are eating. It gets really expensive, expensive because you burn through them fast because they aren't really filling. Like, I mean, come on, how many fruit snacks can you eat? Like I can eat a ton and still be like, I'm hungry. Infinity. I think Mm -hmm. I know, I know for sure Elliot could eat infinity fruit snacks for sure. (laughs) He's he's been very good at like pacing himself, but I know he could eat the whole box in one sitting. It's impressive. Cause he's done it before is what he just added to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what I like to do with those kind of packaged snacks or crackers or whatever is I like to give a couple of options. So like right now in my pantry, I have goldfish, fruit snacks, and granola bars. And I've divided them out. Well, I got like Costco size bags. So I divided them out over four weeks and then I just ration them out. So I have whatever. I think it ended up being like 16 granola bars and that's how many we can eat this week. So that it's kind of rationed, although people still have a choice because I think it's very important, especially for children to be able to have a choice in what they're eating. So there's, there's still options of what to eat, but I'm not also like, wow, we just ate $12 of granola bars in a day. And now we have no snacks for two weeks. So so I like to kind of ration it out like that. So there's still options, but people aren't eating all of those snacks that are a little bit more expensive, but are also still fun to have around. And then, so I have those. And then I always have like fruits and vegetables that are just free reign and you can eat because the truth is, is you can't eat 10 apples. I mean, okay. Maybe somebody can, but you can't eat. You usually can't eat 10 apples in one sitting. Yeah. Right. I haven't heard of anyone doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. So those ones are usually more, your body will just naturally be like, I'm too full to eat anymore. Whereas I feel like those other packaged snacks that are yummy and fun to have around, you kind of eat them faster. And then it's not cost effective. (laughs) And I'm all about my budgeting. Yes, yes. So I like to have, so I, still it's important. I think it's still very important that you have you give yourself options, but that you kind of ration it for the week. And if you want to eat all sixteen on Monday, go for it. But just yeah. know that that's what but you then have. Then you don't for the have week. it for the week. Yeah. I mean, my storage is in our basement, so I mean, my daughter doesn't even know what her other options could be. She just knows what's in the pantry and she's happy to eat that or get in the fridge and eat whatever she wants out of there. So sometimes putting it out of sight, out of mind can help too with kids so that they aren't begging for something that you have rationed for next week or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I definitely, I think it's okay as long as you're not um, labeling food as like bad or good. Like you can't eat too many of those because they're bad that's not okay but if you're saying hey we need to ration these for Mm -hmm. 
the sake of the fact that I can't just go out and buy more or it's too expensive, you know, then I think it's okay, especially if you're still giving them options and what snack options they have or breakfast, whatever it is, that they still have options. Because you don't want any child to feel like food scarcity, like, oh, I can't eat now. But to be like, okay, yeah, but we can only have five granola bars. Then, but you can then eat the apples. Like we still have food, you know? And I think that that's where parents kind of do get a little bit mixed up where they're like, Oh, I have to lock up the food, but that is never recommended. We don't like, yeah, you always have to have something that they can access because humans are so, I mean, we eat. That's what, that's just part of being a human. You need to eat. And so to put place restrictions on that becomes then a stress place and we don't need that right now yeah yeah or ever yeah or ever so, really yeah yeah we don't want to be creating unhealthy relationships with food no yeah and you definitely don't want to be like starting that right now just because yeah. we're in <laughs> no. a weird situation you know yeah yeah well I like that I feel like all of those ideas I could like go to the store every two weeks and because I mean a lot of that stuff is simple to the point where I'd be like, oh, I should have thought of that, but really have not been like, oh, I can make this dinner on Monday and have some of the ingredients kind of spill over into Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, that's just not something I've consciously made an effort to do. And I think, I don't know, I like the idea of keeping breakfast and lunch really simple, doing something a little more involved for dinner, but then I have leftovers for you know the next day or two and that breaks things down and makes it really simple I think I I like it too especially because if you aren't a person who likes to cook then you're really only committing yourself to cooking one meal a day you're not saying like oh I'm cooking a big breakfast and lunch and dinner and that gets really overwhelming and then you're stressed because you're trying to make all these meals you're just kind of committing yourself to one big meal that can be used, you know, leftovers and you can use the ingredients. So you're only committing to one meal and then you have really simple things. And especially like if you have older kids, I mean, they could make their own cheese or they could make their own sandwich. Um, So they have that independence and you don't have to be doing that for them. Yeah. And just like, remember that we're in this weird time and we're learning skills that maybe we haven't had before. Like I said, I really am not someone who cooks and my husband's work caters. And so we have not had to really cook meals very often over the past couple of years. And so this is a fully new thing for both of us. And so just have a lot of grace with yourself. Like I menu planned for like one of the first times in my life. Like I remember doing it when we were first married, but not really since then. And when we were first married, I made Danielle do it for me. And so really just remembering like, it's okay if you menu plan and you try and do it for several meals and it doesn't work out the way you want, like learn from that. And then the next time you go to the store, you can do it a little bit better. And that's totally fine. It's important to meal plan, but I don't think I have ever stuck to my, my actual, like Tuesday I'm having tacos and Wednesday, I'm having soup or whatever. I don't think I've ever, you know, I'm like, ah, Monday, I want soup, you know, because it's cold outside or something. So you can have flexibility and kind of switch things up or, you know, so 
it isn't, you know, it's not like written in stone. Like you can have flexibility or you can be like, that doesn't sound good, but hey, I can use those ingredients to make this other thing that sounds good. So that's, that's good too. Yeah. Okay. Well, your takeaway guys is to go home the next time you go grocery shopping, whenever that is, try meal planning, see how it goes. If you have questions, let us know. Danielle will answer them for you, right? Yes. She's so good. But really, we're all trying to do our part. And so hopefully this helps you to last a little bit longer before you have to go to the grocery store. Because the more we limit our exposure to the others, the less the virus can travel. So hopefully all of you guys become expert meal planners. Even if it's just, I made sure I got my ingredients for my chocolate chip cookies for the next two weeks. That's great. That's important. Yeah. I also like that you said takeaway for everyone to go home and meal plan. I mean, everyone is home. Yeah. Go home, guys. (laughs) Well, okay. So that's a good directive. If you're not home, then go home. (laughs) Go home. That's why I said, no, I'm just kidding. But really, go home, guys. You You're should be that. doing this at home because you should always be there. You're on that stay home grind. Yeah, you you lucky everyone. <laughs> We're all so lucky. Well, thank you so much to Danielle for coming and helping us. You're the best. I mean, I think Thanks. that because you're my sister, but I'm sure everyone now agrees with me. So I do agree. We'll talk to you guys the next time we have a quarantine chat, which will be soon and it will be about goal setting oh you're gonna love it thanks for joining us today we want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about we want you to have a voice in this process so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes you can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com and if you search thoughtspod you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.